Welcome back to season four, episode four of Life Beyond Loss, the podcast. This is a guest show where we share the most amazing and inspiring stories of how people are navigating their own grief and loss and often through to healing and transformation as a result of that loss. I'm your host, Louise Kresick, grief and loss coach, and today I'm talking to Lucy Brand. This is a fabulous episode where we explore and talk in detail not only about Lucy's story and she's sharing her experiences but how grief and loss can result in trauma and the kind of trauma that we might even hold on to for years without even knowing and Lucy's an expert in how to release that trauma and in energy work as well. So this is a really, really worthwhile episode. Stay tuned and I know you're going to love it. by Lucy Brand. Um, Lucy's an energy worker and business coach and she's supporting women to let go of traumatic experiences from the past and helping them to heal. And her work is specifically focusing on um, love, which is all around the heart chakra, which I'm sure she's going to explain in a moment, and also money, which is all around the root chakra. So I hope I've explained that little introduction well, Lucy, but welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes, you did. Perfect. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And so tell us, where does this, um, your passion and purpose actually come from then? Um, I guess it, I've always had a passion for helping people. <laughs> That's been from the beginning and I've always been very intuitive um, and it was after a traumatic burglary I experienced in my 20s that I kind of started my own healing journey and it was through that that it became apparent that I was meant to then do <laughs> this work and that this was my calling um, and it's just through years of working with women and um, I'm studying this and experimenting on myself and things like that with different healing modalities and business coaching and strategies um, that I've come to realize um, that for us women, everything is kind of connected. Um, so in terms of business, we want to lead from our hearts, our heart-centered business, and that's where we connect and that's where we share love. And then um, our womb is actually our source of creation. And then our root chakra is actually the gateway to our yoni, which is all about, sorry, our yoni is the gateway to our root chakra. And our root chakra is all about money, safety, and security. And for women, they are all very much linked because um, it's all about energy. I love this. It's absolutely fascinating to me. Um, and I love, um, you know, this, this bringing together of energy work and 
the kind of the business coaching as well it feels like it's um I don't know really powerful I guess and I'm a little bit woo <laughs> myself as well and I and I love I'm really fascinated just you know the whole um kind of holistic approach as well and I, I having personally experienced some similar kind of healing work um I just think it's fantastic and you know I also think when I talk about grief and loss as well that it's really important to try and look at ourselves as a whole and and kind of explore sort of things outside of you know and I, I might be doing myself a disservice here as a coach but to look at things you know that there are there are other holistic kind of um ways of dealing with things and healing things and coming through things as well and that's I suppose that's what really spoke to me about the work that you you're doing yeah definitely and i think there's more and more science is actually catching up with this now we now know that um for example our heart can store memories um and so when you do experience heartbreak through grief or loss or for any kind of heartbreak it, it's actually a physical thing in your body with your heart like your heart is actually broken and so it is about finding out um where where the grief is for you if you like this is most of my work is kind of detective work <laughs> because um every experience gets stored in our mind our body and on an energetic level because we're all energetic beings so you might be experiencing grief and loss and that might be being stored in your lungs that that tends to be where grief and loss is um, held trapped those trapped emotions or it could be, but it could be anywhere. It could be your left toe. <laughs> it could be your right <laughs> knee. Like it, it's just with this kind of energy work, I've really had to let go of control because I never know what is going to happen in a session. If it, if that's the focus, if it's business strategy, it's a bit more straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, imagine. Yeah, and uh, I suppose a lot of that is stored in the head, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And the heart, we can link it to the yes. heart because it's coming from. And that's another thing with us women, like um, the root chakra and the yoni, kind of linked. But um, that represents our pleasure and our joy, and leading with bliss as well, which is really important if you want to sustain your business and keep going because you have to enjoy your work. You have to be passionate about it. Well, absolutely fascinating, especially, I don't know, I've just honed in there on what you said about grief and loss typically being stored in the lungs as well, which is really interesting to me. So mm. um, we definitely need to have a conversation about that, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Um, so, um, but anyway, you um, mentioned, uh, you know, and you talk about in your, you started to talk more about your own story as well, about your own sort of experiences of trauma and um, <clears throat> loss and things like that. And I wondered if you wouldn't mind um, maybe sharing some of your experience as well with us about that. Of course. So um, I, I guess my first experience of um loss was a uh, loss of a family member which was my granddad at the age of 12 and that was that was really hard I lost him to cancer and I didn't really understand what cancer was at 12 I understood that my family was upset they were angry but um 
no one really talked. Um, and that was, that was quite tricky. Um, and I find it quite isolating and lonely. Um, I had a younger sister, but she was a lot younger. So wasn't really anyone to talk to about this um, or process grief or process cancer or what it was. And then, um, uh, then after that, my, I lost my grandma, to, who I was so close with, to cancer when I was 22. And that had a really, really big impact on me. I was angry for a very long time. <laughs> I was angry at her for leaving me um, with my parents. And just um, angry with Source or whoever for, for her getting cancer in the first place. And this really impacted um, me in terms of how I was showing up in life, relationships. Um, I couldn't really process my grief. And once again, it was something we didn't really talk about. We didn't share our experiences. It was just like, <clears throat> this is what's happened. Get on with it. <laughs> yeah. And I think what I've noticed very much in my own healing journey with this um, and with my clients that I've worked with is that talking about it is so important but I feel like the other thing I've really noticed a pattern of and once again I can only speak to women but um is that we tend to have maybe not processed it and then we have this guilt that we haven't got over it um, and I spoke to several clients who feel guilty because they haven't got over it and it's someone close to them died you know five years ago or six years ago and it's like but who makes those rules <laughs> there are no rules with grief and I think it's making peace with your own process and exploring what that process is for you no matter how long it takes yeah definitely I I totally agree with the uh, one of the things I'm always sort of banging on about is the fact that look there are no rules in this and I think that I guess that people find that really difficult don't they because I think the majority um, of people like to kind of feel as though uh, this is my experience it's like to kind of feel as though they're in control of a process or a situation mm -hmm. and actually with grief yes there are aspects of it that we can kind of you know take control of but ultimately it's about allowing it to just kind of do its thing really and to kind of be with those feelings and just be with that experience and just kind of fully accept it almost embrace it really um and i think yeah the the, the no rules thing is the bit that people often struggle with the most definitely and i think that's it the key is to allow it um I, we only actually hold on to emotions for 90 seconds and then it's after that it's our choice whether to hold on to that and store it in our mind body or energy field or we can choose to release it um, and so that's why it's so important to just allow yourself to feel it if you need to cry cry if you need to scream shout whatever it is mm. then give yourself the permission that you need to do that and the time give yourself time and i think that's the other problem in this i don't, I don't know maybe our culture or whatever mm. but someone passes and then it's like oh um 
immediately you've got um, inheritance tax to sort out or a house to sort out. You've got all these, a funeral to arrange, you've got all these practical things. And then before you know it, you're back at work. Yeah. It's like, where is the emotional time there? And I feel like if you don't, however difficult and hard it is, if you don't make you a priority in that and your mental, emotional and energetic health, then it, it will kind of, um, for want of a better word, follow you around. Yes. Um, or haunt you or just take longer to let go. I, I agree totally. There's so many different, um, I think, factors as well that kind of... Um, I guess influence people in what you know how they prioritize things in their life and often um for example if you are um a a grieving mum or dad and you feel like for example you might have to hold the family together and there's dependence involved and you tend to just go into that mode and like you say it's like early days it's doing 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 and there's no being in any of that really because you're just so focused on you know and sometimes actually just going through the motions because it can be a bit numbing in the early days so there is no feeling but yeah I I totally hear what you're saying and I love that I love the um what sprung into my mind was 90 second rule (laughs) about about emotions and um I think that's that's a really really valid point so what is it that how did that impact you then on you know in kind of not really feeling able to kind of talk about things initially and that kind of you know just sucking it up kind of I suppose it's a bit British in some ways isn't it? yes very British <laughs> keep, keep, keep um, calm and carry on sort of thing yeah my family I love them but they're all northern <clears throat> and so it's very, they came from families where it was very much you didn't talk about your feelings, you don't talk about what's going on um, and stiff up a lip kind of thing. Yeah. And so um, it was just kind of, it was, I guess that I learned more about it when I went back as an older person to do the healing work. So what I discovered was um, that was in actually in specific relation to money and money beliefs that I'd picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause especially like, I think losing a loved one and money, <laughs> love and money are very interconnected anyway. Um, the energies, but um, yeah, this is what I found happened in my life. And when I went back um, to look at what beliefs had come out of this, um, I found that with, Um, my 12 year old self what became apparent there was when uh, my granddad passed we were all in York and we all lived in Cambridge but we were up there when he passed and then I just started secondary school so it was a big new school I didn't know anyone I had one person I knew in my class and from from uh, junior school and um, when I, I think I maybe had like a week or two weeks off because it was cancer. It's like they weren't really sure when he was going to pass on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had the funeral and everything. So, but when I came back, my teacher, I guess that she was doing the best that she could and everything, but she'd said to the children, my fellow classmates, that my granddad had died, so it's best not to upset me. And so they kind of took that as in, don't talk to me. <laughs> 
so I was very confused I was very alone because I just felt like I couldn't no one was talking about what happened at home no one was talking to me at school and what I didn't understand was um I got a bit of inheritance that so my parents I looked after until I was 18 but um I didn't understand this um money exchange for someone dying I was like what is that that's just so weird mm. um and so the feelings or beliefs that came out of that was I had to I think we spoke about this um I had loss loss equaled money um isolating equaled money alone equaled money losing someone you loved equaled money um confusion as well um and all these trapped emotions and beliefs were stored in me from that time and were then impacting me in current reality, <laughs> wow. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's, uh, it's just, I can't, well, I can understand, <clears throat> but um, the impact of how our early experiences, you know, in childhood <clears throat> and how kind of we process things is sort of stored up and and just sort of like manifests itself years later it's it's just absolutely amazing to me and I guess it's something that people don't necessarily often think about consciously as well and might not even be aware of so where then is the kind of the point of discovery for you or how do you kind of you know understand and identify that this is what might actually be occurring um so i think uh what's it get i think like it comes back to this is the way i work it comes back to me being quite intuitive so kind of i would get a hit of what's going on or where i need to go back to and for that example with my granddad what I did was I went back to little Lucy at the age of 12 and I had a conversation with her and then I saw it. I, I get visuals as well. So I saw it all. I saw me in the playground on my own and no one speaking to me. And I kind of, then I just had a conversation with her and I understood all this stuff. Um, and I can't remember because I kind of go into a trance when I do this work, but I think it, um, definitely emotional freedom technique I'm huge on because mm. that's something you can do yourself at home um, and also there's no right or wrong way of doing it but it also speaks to your mind your body and your energy and that's why I found it so effective so I think I did some tapping on her and on myself and just kind of explained to her what was going on and why you know, the teacher did that, why no one was talking to her. And that um, I think the biggest thing there as well was like the confusion around money. So that kind of led to feelings of overwhelm when it came to money. Um, so it was about releasing that confusion and that overwhelm as a 12 year old child so that I could step up and be an adult <laughs> when it came to money in my current reality yeah i oh absolutely i love eft this is one of my recent discoveries actually <laughs> um somebody wrote um a guest blog for me around eft for grief and did a bit of a demo video which was fabulous now over the years 
I've kind of gone backwards and forwards with it. I was aware of it and certain people that I've worked with have said, you know, how about trying this and da 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 and then I've tried it and gone, nah. <laughs> and then recently, just we well, say like in the last few months or so, I'd really kind of discovered uh, its impact, which is is it's just absolutely like I am still in awe of it. I'm just like, wow, this stuff actually works. <laughs> um yeah. It, it speaks to the energy centers again, because it's all about the, the put pressure points that you tap on are actually acupuncture points, which mm. are energy centers. So that's, that's why it, it releases the trapped emotion from your body and your energy. And there's more and more research now into and scientific uh, evidence to back up that we do store trapped emotions in parts of in our organs like I said grief mm -hmm. and crying tends to be the lungs so quite often if someone's what they will say is if someone's grieving they might have a chest infection mm -hmm. or um, a cough or um, a cold um, and I have noticed that if it's been recent that someone's lost someone then they tend to they can have like yeah chest infection stuff and it's an energetic thing and it's about releasing that through EFT or there are other modalities out there as well. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the emotion code. No, I haven't. Well. No. Yeah, that's really amazing too. Um, I can't remember the guy who <laughs> invented it, all <laughs> but um, that's really, pow really powerful as well. So it's kind of like a, it's a combination of a lot of stuff that I blend together shamanic healing and all kinds of stuff um, over my years that like that I found really helped to move this stuff but through that I've learned that we do store these experiences and these trapped emotions in our bodies and on an energetic level as well as our minds but that blend is is so important I feel because um, like I said earlier on, you know, everybody's experience of grief is so unique, isn't it? Um, with when you've got that blend of, of different kind of um, things that you can tap into for people, you are then um, sort of meeting them wherever they're at with their trauma or their experience. And then you're able to kind of, you know, bring forward whatever tools and things that you need to help that person. And that, that's kind of how I look at it. I describe my coaching stuff as a bit of a melting pot <laughs> for the stuff that I've learned over the years as well and I think that it's really important that um to be able to help people and assist people in a way that really kind of is right for them and um, depending on you know what they might be kind of storing up I guess definitely um, yeah so but I wanted to ask you as well so if um so you've talked about obviously the fact that it may manifest in kind of um, health related issues, coughs, colds, that sort of stuff. If somebody is feeling um, less intuitive and some people will run the story, don't they, that they're not intuitive at all. What are the kind of um, signs and, and things might somebody look out for that kind of might, you know, just sort of be a bit of a signal to them that they might be kind of storing stuff from it could be from years ago I guess um I think it's like if you're feeling stuck if you're feeling stagnant if you feel like you've hit a ceiling it's those kind of usual patterns in life where um 
you're like, why is this not working? <laughs> you know, why is this not working? I've tried everything. Um, then that's where I'd start with. And then I'd, I'd just, everyone is intuitive. Everyone is able to connect with source or connect with whatever you want to call it, your heart, your inner being, whatever it is. Um, and on your body, because your body holds all the answers. Your body has so much wisdom. And the thing is, your body doesn't necessarily speak to you in words. It speaks to you in images or feelings. And the thing with the mind is the mind warps stuff. (laughs) As you know, the ego mind, it wants to keep you safe and it wants to keep you right. Hmm. So experiences, it will change them. Like it's suppressed um, traumatic experiences for me and I have no access to that memory. But I have access to it through my body because my body remembers and will share it with me correctly. So it's about if you are hitting a block, if you're not getting where you want to be, if you feel like you're hitting a ceiling or something's not working out, then if I would either suggest working with someone who <laughs> can help you bring it out because I feel like there's, I feel like there's a place where you can get to on your own, but then sometimes I feel like you do need someone's help like to hold your hand and help you through it because Mm. all of my healing, um, you know, I've learned stuff through teachers, but a lot of it has been work on myself to get to where I want to be. And I've always worked with someone who's one step ahead of me um, in the process or ahead of me in the process. So can help me can hold my hand and get me through it. Um, And so if, but if you're choosing not to work with someone, then I would suggest to sit quietly and ask yourself, why, why is this not working? And I would meditate on that. Like, I know lots of people are like, oh, wait, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm so against it. I've got so much resistance. I know, I get that. But honestly, <laughs> if you want to know what's going on. Or another thing I would try, so a lot of my answers sometimes drop in when I'm practicing EFT so if I'm the way I like to practice it is I I bring up all the negative first and then I reinforce the positive Mm -hmm. and so when I bring up the negative um I might then be like huh okay that's why that's um not working for me I've got a a little side note which I can share which might make that more practical if that makes sense yeah um, so uh, I was I was going to buy this is a several years ago I was going to buy a new phone and I had so much resistance to it and I couldn't work out what was wrong I was like why have I got so much resistance to this is ridiculous all I have to do is phone the phone company I'm on a contract I've always paid my bills like there's no reason to have resistance to this like it's going to be an easy thing they'll want an up to upgrade me anyway so I tapped on it and I was like even though I've got all this resistance it's like what and what came to mind was when I lived in London I got burgled but I also had my handbag stolen twice and so what came out from that tapping was I'm not responsible enough to have a new phone wow and I was like oh okay so I tapped that out or EFT'd it out and then I was like oh straight on the phone company of course got the phone for what it was easy but so that's another way I would suggest it's just about tuning into yourself and I guess giving yourself 
the space and time to look at why. And I think that's yeah. the thing. Like, like I said, with grief, it's about making you a priority yeah. in all of this. Yeah, I think in the first instance, it's actually giving yourself permission to allow yourself that space, isn't it, to to explore things. But I also think, so yeah, very similar to what you said for me, it's about just staying open and having a curious mind as opposed to kind of, you know, judging things that come up or trying to kind of analyze it to death which is one of my previous um patterns of behavior of um like I'm, i've got a very analytical mind um which actually serves me very well in business and things like that but then also have a tendency so when it's emotional stuff to try and analyze it and things so i think it's yeah like definitely being just curious and being open to whatever's there and just not kind of labeling or judging or you know which is all sometimes a bit easier said than done I guess if if, yeah. if you're not practicing you know every day but I love that I think it comes back to that um um how long should you grieve for <laughs> you know <laughs> everyone's different and it's about finding what helps you and what works with you definitely so going back to your story about, um, you know, with your losing your grandparents and then you said that this kind of um, sort of had an impact then, you know, years later in your business. So what specifically, how did that kind of, you know, manifest and how did you then kind of work with that? Um, well, I think it was just uh, uncovering what the beliefs were and then releasing them on a mind, body and energetic level, and then re-imprinting with new beliefs. Simple things as well. So I think that's what we, we forget sometimes. We're very complex creatures and sometimes we like to um, make things more complicated than they <laughs> need to be, uh, what our minds do. Um, so it was just coming back to simple, um, simple beliefs and re-imprinting them like um i am a good steward of money i am a master of money i understand money and how it works it was things like that because i was speaking to the little girl who was confused by money or um i can't remember the exact one i had but i had to do a lot of work on equating money with loss like it, i would only receive money if i um, oh, what was the belief? I would only receive money if I lost someone who I loved. I mean, that's really whew, yeah. um, deep. So I had to do, and it took me a while. Like I wasn't able to just change it over, you know, I'm not even sure a couple of days. That one took a bit of work, mm. like to keep going over to, you know, I, I'd muscle test. I'm a big muscle tester and it would be, Oh no, I still believe that. Okay, let's <laughs> going. Um, so it's kind of like this detective work, which I find super exciting because yeah. when you are on the other side, when you've got through it or you've processed it, it feels incredible. It feels really good because then you're able to go to the next level um, in your life and business because they're so the same if you have your own business. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think with my grandma my grandma dying older when I was 22 that was just so much anger there and that 
um, definitely impacted my romantic relationships because I was just shut down and angry and scared and um, alone. I put up a lot of walls because the only person who really understand me had gone mm. and I felt I didn't know what to do. So that, yeah, that probably impacted my personal life more than it did my business. Yeah, that I can, I can really relate to as well, because I think that somehow in the midst of losing my parents, I think with my mom in particular, we had a very strong relationship and it was a very sudden death, very unexpected. And I was uh, only 25 as well at the time, started to equate those beliefs around the fact that people that I love, you know, absolutely love to death. Um, will always leave me will leave me mm-hmm. and so that really impacts so when I first met my husband or then to be husband years later it was like that like I could what you said about the walls going up and being kind of a bit shut off with all of that it took me such a long time to to re- a, to make the link and to recognize where that was coming from but then also to then as you said do the work um around that and that does take time doesn't it i think we live in a society sometimes where it's like instant gratification i think people want like a bit of a quick fix (laughs) and um it takes time doesn't it to to change and work with those beliefs sometimes exactly like it's just if you think how long you've been i mean it won't take that amount of time to get over it but if you think how long you've been carrying those trapped emotions within you or that experience within you, then it's going to take a little bit of time to identify what specifically the beliefs are. Um, Cause I usually find if it's traumatic, there's been the several, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it's not just one. And the, when I've done this work, like sometimes uh, I don't know, I'll pick something like it could be a new belief of I am worthy and deserving of love. But then if you muscle tested for I am worthy and deserving of self-love, it might be a no. Like, so it's kind of the language is really important as well. And sometimes it takes a while to iron out the creases um, and really get your whole being into this new state of being in this place where you want to be where you've let go of the past yeah i like that it takes a while to iron out the creases yeah (laughs) i just just like that the way it's phrased um so i mean you've talked about you know the things that you did the things that have helped you and the ways that you help other people to release this stuff as well overall what is it that you think you kind of take from this sort of this is this experience in general um i think that when someone passes over and um, I mean, this can include heartache as well, like if, if your relationship breaks up. Um, but I think if if you lose a family member, just like speak to someone, have conversations with your whole family, have conversations with your children, because they're, um, they're really intuitive kids. Like, and I think this is something um, that I think people don't realize or forget is that 
the thing with children is that they're, they're ridiculously intuitive, but as they grow up, they're taught to kind of go against that intuition because parents will say, everything's fine, <laughs> when it's clearly quite not, like they're picking up on that it's not. So I think it's finding a level to speak to the child about what's going on and start conversations about how you're feeling um, and what's going on with the, within the family. And then if you're still struggling with it, then um, I would say the next step is to um, seek help. Like um, my suggestion would be someone that does the energetic work and the, <laughs> the, the coaching work as well, just because that's, that's what I know to be true is that we store these trapped emotions. But um, it's whoever resonates with you. But so I think it would be so important when you've lost someone to carve out that time for you and make yourself a priority. So if you work with someone, then that's like an hour or 90 minutes or whatever, where that's all about you and you can leave everything else about what you've got to do, like arrange the funeral or whatever, or get over this or whatever it is. You can leave that at the door. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and that's, and then I would just, continue with with progressing and moving through it um and if you want free stuff i mean there's loads of free videos on youtube i'm a massive youtube fan um so that would be a place to start as well if you're like i don't even know where to start then check out youtube check out google writing google like i'm struggling with whatever it is and and just start making yourself a priority yeah, I, I love those those points. I think you pick out some really important points there that this is the single most important gift that you can give to yourself in this very difficult time. I really wholeheartedly feel that. And it doesn't, like you said, whatever you're drawn to, doesn't matter whether it's a therapist or a coach or a healer or ever, all of the above, you know, just, just to allow yourself that time for you and yes there is masses masses of resources out there isn't there for you know things that you can tap into free um there's you know there's videos there's blogs there's podcasts <laughs> um you know there's all kinds of stuff isn't there that and um it is now and this is the beauty of the age that we live in it's now kind of widely available and I do feel that, I don't know whether you feel this, Lucy, but I think that the conversations now are happening a bit more openly and more freely because of, um, you know, the internet. I know people have a kind of lot of negative perceptions about social media, but also I think there's a lot of positives around allowing conversations like this and, and generally being more open with conversations about grief and trauma and all that sort of stuff and it really is helping to I think make a shift I feel um for future generations I don't know what you think definitely I agree I think people are becoming much more open I think people are becoming much more open and talking about mental health yeah um emotional health um physical health like all of these things um and i just think it's beautiful because we need to start having more conversations around it and i was saying to you earlier there's so many 
taboo topics that we never used to be able to talk about. Um, I mean, kind of grief and death was one, um, but I've seen a rise in death doulas yeah. um, who help in um, end of life. And it's just beautiful. The work they do is beautiful and much needed and support the whole family. Or, um, yeah, like um, more people are being vocal about going to see therapists or um, talking about their mental health or emotional health issues. And I think this is just brilliant because it's about time we we talked about these things. And I said to you, it's like um, money, relationships, sex, all these things, people, you know, can't talk about that. And the more we talk about it, the more, and have conversations, the more we realize that we're not alone and that other people are experiencing that. And I think one of the things with grief is you can tend to isolate yourself and think that you're the only one struggling with that. Um, and so finding them, um, someone that you resonate with or many people it could be a group like um it's so important and key no matter what you're going through whether it's grief or anything else yeah i <clears throat> i love that i think that for me it's about you know normalizing for the want of a better word um these types of conversations and like you say reducing the isolation around it because the journey you go on as we've said, is unique. So to some extent, it is kind of for you to walk, but then you don't need to feel as though you're, you know, just walking this on your own. There's people around you that can be beside you and so on. So yeah, I absolutely love those words of wisdom. Thank you so much, Lucy, for sharing those. That's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation. It's been such an honour to be a contributor to the conversation as well. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Oh, thank you. Before we go, we must just share with people um, where they can, can find you as well. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on my website is lucy-brand, B-R-A-N-D.com. Um, and I've also got a free, res well, a couple of free resources there, like um, a success meditation and also how to set financial goals in business and achieve them. Um, and you can also find me on LinkedIn under Lucy Brand and Instagram under Lucy Charlotte Brand. Um, yeah, and reach out and connect. <laughs> perfect thank you and of course we'll put all the links um below in the show notes for everybody as well um so yes thank you so much lucy it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you thank you and thanks so much for having me